0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: And Welcome to another edition of the Legend Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew I'm of course William Memo. What's up Mac, how you doing?
0: Hey man, how's it going?
1: Hey, I'm doing okay man I'm doing no much better than is right now <laughs> Oh yeah But we're we going to get into that You know, very soon uh, Again, thank you for ch- checking out this show um, On today's show we're going to be talking about Cespedes going AWOL and then quitting on the Mets, you know, uh, last week. We're going to get into that. Um, You know, we're also going to talk about Yankees, um, you know, spring a doubleheader. And, um, you know, we're also going to talk with WWE. Um, There's a new faction. And uh, also AEW. And, you know, basically anything you guys want to talk about. Yeah, even the Rangers, you know, getting swept out of the playoffs, you know. Um, You know, what we do on this show, we talk sports, entertainment, and everything else. So um, feel free to talk about any of these topics or more. We definitely would love to hear from you. So um, with that said, the number is 563 999-3529. Nine 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 three five two nine. That's five six three nine 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 three five two nine. So again, the floor is yours. All you gotta do is step up and grab the mic, and and you got the floor. But um, yeah, let, let's let's get right into this Cespedes uh, story, and it's just a, a crazy. Crazy ending to Cespedes is a crazy term with the Mets. I mean, you know, Cespedes in 2015. Uh, um, basically, it was July, July 31st, 2015. The the date, the final day of the which which is basically the trading deadline of uh, baseball. Um, basically, Mets made a surprise splash. They got s Esperez, which is the guy I always wanted them to get, because there was rumors they were gonna get Jay Bruce that year. They were this close to getting Carlos um Gomez, but then they vetoed the trade, which would have said uh Wilmer Flores. Um I think it's San Diego, I can't remember which what team it was at the time. Might have been San Diego. Or or probably or maybe Brewers, 'cause I think um I think Gomez was on the Brewers at that time. But in any case, you know, of course, Wilmer Flores was crying in the game when he when he thought he was going to get traded from the Mets. So um, basically, I think that was the day before that. And then the, the day the day before the training deadline, I think that was the 30th. Familia blew this huge lead, a three-run lead. He gave up a three-run home run to um, Upton. And then afterwards, the the, the training deadline, the, the Mets, you know, made that big trade to get Cespedes, which is what everybody wanted. Uh, uh, Jay Bruce would also be traded to the Mets the following year. But, yeah, needless to say, Cespedes' Cespedes's time can only be split up in two times. The 2015-2016 the playoff Mets, and uh, the subsequent years afterwards, 2015 Cespedes, man, he carried that team, man. He that dude hit bombs like like the like last year's um, Pete Alonso. He was clutch, clutch personified. The only time that guy wasn't clutch was in the World Series, where he, unfortunately, the first play of the the, the bottom of the first, he gives up. And I know he's not a pitcher, but he played the ball poorly and allowed a inside the park home run. I think that, I think it was Alex Gordon at the time. Can't even remember who. No, it might have been Lorenzo Kane. I think it was Lorenzo Kane who 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 um who um got that lead off inside the park home run. Well, yeah, it was a lead off inside the park home run in the bottom first, cause Mets they didn't do nothing in the top of the first in Kansas City. And yeah, that was just a harbinger of things to come. That that World Series, um, the messages got outplayed defensively, and I still get nightmares from that that playoff, that that World Series. But I digress. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: I'll just share that story with my hypothetical therapist.
0: But
1: in any case, um, yeah, so, so this was great. You know, except for that World Series, offensively, the entire team including Murphy, who was phenomenal in that postseason prior to the World Series. You know, uh, he, he carried the Mets that, that regular season. So, you know, then next, the, the following years, the Mets made it to the playoffs as well. And, you know, Mets fans, like myself, were saying, hey, the Mets got to re-sign this guy. You know, you can't play around with this guy. Because knowing the Will Pines, they're not going to let a guy like Cespedes go. They're not going to go after anybody to, to replace him or to, you know, be a, uh, a second top guy, a Robin to his, to his Batman, so to speak. And that's basically what happened, you know. They gave him a huge contract, and that was the biggest fear. A guy like that, once he gets his money, he's going to dog it. And that's, that's literally what he did. He he dogged it, and he got hurt. He missed two years. Um he just came back um, this year, and before this season, you know, he. Oh yeah, and uh, what was it last year? He um he injured himself in a in a boar accident. I mean, he need, he never even fully explained the whole story.
0: Yeah. So
1: in any case, coming to this year, he's bragging, you know, in a Spanish newspaper that he's going to hit 52 home runs in a in a. In a in a half season, this guy is bragging that he gonna hit 52 home runs. You know, and and, and you know it might have been even before the COVID, but I think it was. I th- yeah, you know what? I think it might have been before the COVID thing. He might have he might have bragged about it. I don't think it would have been kind of dumb from the brag about it during this half season thing. But yeah, I think he was bragging about it like uh, maybe February or January or so. But but I don't remember. But in any case he was bragging that he was gonna hit fifty two home runs, which ironically is his jersey number. And to this season he he, he started off poorly. He hit two home runs. His batting average was way below the Mendoza line. I mean, he this guy was this guy couldn't hit his way it couldn't hit 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 his way out of a wet paper bag, man. This guy was horrible at the plate. And you know that's why he took his ball and went home. You know, and he went AWOL B- basically Sunday morning. You know, watching the game, and Cispa is is nowhere to be found, and the Mets were saying they don't know where he is. They 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 sent a security to to check his room. He cleared out like 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 he was James Bond. Go on another mission, like he was gone. Like, you, the
0: couldn't,
1: left. you couldn't find this guy. You, I mean, Waldo couldn't find that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where's After Waldo? You had a better chance of finding him. You know what I mean? Like, where in the world is Carl, Carmen San Diego and Carlos? I mean, and um, your ancestors. <laughs> that, that's that's what the mess was wondering. And you know, I, the first thing that popped in my mind were all the all of these. Deaths, especially celebrity deaths And, you know, recent years Unfortunate, you know, suicides And stuff like that The You know, the price of fame People can't handle it And, you know, there's some stuff In people's past or and present That, you know, they can't deal with So, unfortunately They think, you know, that's the end of their, their, their problem So they, they, they take the extreme way out So, you know, I was hoping he didn't do that And then I think around the eighth inning, they announced that, oh, they don't know where he is, but they know he's okay. Uh, But, like, how do you know if he's okay if you guys didn't speak to him? That don't make any sense.
0: Yeah, that was an impromptu uh, (laughs) announcement by the Mets. The Mets didn't handle that correctly.
1: No, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, Do they they get most of the blame? No, it's Cespedes. I mean, who could expect a player like – I mean, Cespedes, I mean – He's an unpredictable dude, but for him to go awol like that was like that—that really crossed the line right there. I mean, he flat out quit on the team. He basically ended, in my opinion, he ended not only his Met career but his his, um his MLB career with that with that that move. That was not that did not exemplify class in my opinion. You know, very unprofessional. And it, it was very un, unprofessional and selfish. For him to just up and leave like that. That that was in, that was insane. You know. I know there was a lot of crazy moments with the you know, during his tenure with the Mets or just the Mets in general. I mean, they literally stole Benilla. Uh you know, his, <laughs> his, his his contract. So I mean it just shows you, you know, the Will Pond era which, you know, Thanks to Jesus, man. This season, this tenure looks like it's finally gonna get off. I mean, finally come to an end. Once they sell the team to either Cohen or the group that has A Rod, or I'm hoping it's not Glitzer and uh, and um, Harris because they 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 own three teams and none of their teams have done diddly squat. So I'm hoping it's not them. You know, but if it's Cohen or A Rod, I'll be happy with it uh you know I'll take my chances with, with either of those groups. But yeah man though and like i like me and you have always said for the past eleven years on this show, you know, we'll believe it when we see it. Because with the Will Ponds man you you just can't you just can't get rid of them as a the owner man. They always nine years ago they they had a deal with um what was it? David Ihorn I think his name was uh, another billionaire i think he was supposedly a met fan as well and they backed out of the deal as well so and then not to mention they they kicked uh, nelson double a day out of co-ownership and that guy from all accounts had he's been the, had he been the sole owner the Mets would have been a, a complete 180 because this dude had a steinbrenner like mentality this dude cared about winning this dude is single handedly single handedly the the person in the front office who brought Piazza here. They didn't even want to get piazza. Can you imagine how the Mets the Mets um the, the whole the whole myth, the mythology of the Mets in the past 20 years without Piazza? Come on man. It would have been even worse than what it is now. And we we have no ring we have no championship ring to show for it. You know? To me, Patrick Ewing and, and, and Mike Piazza are like, they're the they're the baseball slash basketball equivalent of each other. They're two Hall of Fame guys who carried my teams on their backs, and unfortunately, they don't have a title to show for it, you know. Ironically, in 2000, they both went to, you know, they both took, you know, they took the team, you know, deep into the playoffs. Obviously, 99, you know, the Knicks lost when, when Ewing was hurt. Against the Spurs, and in 2000, and of course, um, the the Knicks got um, uh, you know, knocked out of the the you know what the Eastern Conference Finals, and then in two, 90, 99, the reverse the Knicks, the, the the Mets got knocked out of the NLCS, you know, by the Braves, and then afterwards, um, and then afterwards they they lost in the World Series 20 years ago, I, I don't remember what team it was, you know, my memory. You know, it must have been a traumatic experience. I, maybe you might know Macaulay, but I, I don't remember. But, yeah, you black but, you black out
0: a lot about those men's yeah, losses there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. They're all the same, you know.
0: Yeah. 2000,
1: 2015, you know, they're all, they're all the same.
0: Yeah, amnesia.
1: Yeah. You know, just, just do me a favor and win a championship, you know, in the near future for me, please. Please do not make Jacob The ground go ringless, but. Well, I mean, what, what can we do? Hopefully, the Will the Pounds will sell the team to somebody who actually cares about winning. Because in essence, when you care about winnings, winning, you will get winnings in the bank account. Because the fans will support you; they will yeah. come out to the playoff games. Obviously, they can't come out to the games now because of COVID. But now, the the stadiums now are like. As dead as the Mets were, the stadium, the attendance with the Mets from like 77 to like, what, 1982 or so? When they, um, you know, 77 is when they, they traded away Seaver, you know. So, as a result, the stadium was empty. But now, the stadium's empty, obviously, because of the COVID reason, reasons. So, let's just hope the Mets are in the right, the, you know. You know, they're they're in the – they have better days to come because this franchise has hit rock bottom. Obviously, they did play better in the second half, but, you know, we it, it's been since 86 since we've won a title. So, hopefully this new ownership is serious about winning, whoever it will be, if the Wilpons do, in fact, tri- sell the team, which all indications are they will sell the team. Yeah. So, yeah, shifting gears from one team that need to, you know, get their act together and, you know, go back to their winning ways to another team who's synonymous with winning, even though, you know, this this is their 11th year. They haven't won a title so far. And, of course, I'm talking about your Yankees. And, you know, the guys, they're, they're playing well, especially um, Judge. You know, it seems like every day this guy hits a home run. I think he has at least eight home runs this year. So yep. on another whole hum season, and when I mean whole hum I don't mean like a mediocre season as the general term is, but in the Yankees' case, a winning season where they're expected to win it all as usual because, as we all know, October is when the season starts for the Yankees. So what do you think?
0: Well, you know, we've, um, we've been going through a rough stretch. I think in the last five games we were 1-4. and four. Uh, we had that that uh, mini losing streak where we lost two games in a row, um, and then today we split, uh, you know, a doubleheader with the Tampa Bay Rays. So right now we're a little, we've been struggling the last four games here. Uh, I mean, we're overall our record is still ten and five, which is pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, but you still got guys on the team who are, haven't really hit yet. You know, Sanchez, you know, he hasn't done anything yet. Uh, Glaber Torres hasn't really hit that much. Aaron Hicks. Um, right now, the guys that are carrying our offenses are my cousin DJ Lemay, who, um, Aaron Judge, um, Stan has been playing good. Mike Ford hit a big uh, home run today to help us out um, in that uh, first doubleheader uh, in that eight to four win. And Jared Cole pitched well. He struck out ten. He did uh, give up three runs, but you know uh, it was just it was a uh, I think it was a three run home run. Uh, you know, and that was pretty much all he gave up. Um, other than that, he pitched really good. Um, but in the second doubleheader of today, you know, we lost uh, five to three to the race. Um Michael King started, and he gave up uh, three earned runs. He did strike out four, but he walked five, which was not good. Um, and we didn't really hit in that game, so we ended up losing. But, uh, I mean, right now... Ten to five through you know through fifteen games is good, but our offense needs to pick it up a bit. You know, a lot of guys mm-hmm. aren't hitting yet. You know, and we're we still have a good record, but you know, guys got, got to start picking it up. You know, I don't Absolutely. want these other teams in the AL East to start catching us, you know, like the Orioles and the Red Sox. You know, because those teams could get hot pretty quick.
1: Oh yeah, getting back to the uh, the Mets quickly. Uh yeah they they won uh uh earlier today um it was a final score eight of four um Alonzo hit his second home run of the year um Alonzo, conforto j d davis you know they they all homer today um yeah let me see uh, what was I gonna say uh, uh david peterson excuse me he got his second uh win of the of his career and his first win since his debut at Fenway against the Red Sox. So he, 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 he's him and um, uh, Andres Jimenez, the, the rookie infielder, you know, they've been, uh, I'll say they, those two have been key rookies of the year. You know, they've been really great this year, and uh, they've definitely been the highlight of the Mets uh, season thus far. And, uh, uh Mets, oh, yeah, the same day that, um, um, whatchamacallit, I think it was the same, it was either the same day or the day afterwards. Uh, after, um, Cesare's went AWOL, they, they, um, acquired, uh, Billy Hamilton, you know, the former, uh, Reds player, Spitzer. They got him from the Giants. And, um, for those of you who don't, who aren't familiar with Billy Hamilton, uh he's a he's a very speedy guy. He steals bases. Um plays great defense, but he can't hit, you know. If this if this dude could hit like and this guy would have been a, a perennial all-star because this guy has blazing speed, but you know he just he just can't hit. And he's and uh he he um he got his his um he he got his three hundredth um save. I mean not three hundredth save. His three hundredth stolen base, which was his first uh, stolen base as a Met. Because this guy averaged like fifty fifty something steals per year, and imagine if this guy could hit. Yeah. This guy would have been Rick, Ricky Henderson if this guy could hit. Yeah, he got hit. He got robbed of a hit today too. Um, that would have been a if my right, it would have been an RBI hit, but um. I think the second baseman leaped and robbed him with a hit. But I think he's a good addition to the team. I know they gave up a prospect, Jordan Humphreys, um, for him. But, yeah, um, Hamilton was a guy I thought the Mets should have went after anyway, last year. You know, But, you know, just pay him a little money and let him come. Because, um, you know, he Mets desperately needs, needs a speedster. Because you know they're basically a, like an American League team. I, I mean, and this is before they even had the DH for for this year. You know, they're they're typically a, they're they're typically a station to station team. I mean, they do have some fast guys like um, Rosario, um, top of my head, who 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 might be fast on the team. But yeah, they don't really steal bases. So getting a guy like Hamilton will definitely help them in that department.
0: I'm wondering now with Cano injured, you know who's going to step up on the Met offense?
1: Right. Yes. Cano. Yeah. Cano is hurt. He's on the IL. Um, what was I going to say? Strowman. He's on the IL. He he pitched a five Ron? innings of. Huh? Oh, Ron, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they both on the DL. I mean, he must have been pitching in the swamps or something. <laughs> So yeah, we we we're definitely gonna talk about Braun Strowman uh, in a few minutes as well. But yeah, he um, Marcus Strowman, he's his brother. He's gonna be um he's he should be coming back soon. Um, let me see. Uh, McNeil, he was hurt, but he he just came back a few days ago. Um, trying to think who else. I guess that's about it. That's the only major thing I could think of. But, yeah, Jimenez, he's really been stepping up his game. Uh, J.D. Davis, he's been stepping up his game. Uh, you know, he's start, he's really starting to hit now lately, hit the home run today. Uh, his defense it, it has been impressive, especially that Friday night game. While diving and robbing people of hits. Mm. You know, I mean, he, he's he been great. I mean, he, he's he been, you know, he's, he, he's been with the doctor's order ever since last year when uh, he was a spark offensively. Hit two, 22 home runs last year. But, um, yeah, especially a guy who was a defensive liability. You know, he, he definitely stepped up his game this year thus far. So, kudos to him. But, um, yeah, um, sh- shifting gears, uh, the Rangers. Power the Rangers. Hockey, man. Yeah, well, they they – they, someone pulled a plug on them because they, they they weren't the Power Rangers in this this postseason um, against the Hurricanes, man. They <laughs> they just they got swept and it was embarrassing. I think the for, first game they they lost was like maybe three two or something like that. Oh wow! And then these other games, I think they might have lost like four one both these last two games. They got they got embarrassed, man. And you know this might be the end for. Henrik Lundqvist. He'd even start the third game. They they um started the phenom rookie Strasburgin, you know, wow. but you know, unfortunately, that it is what it is, and you know they should be they should be drafting high as a result. Um, the Islanders they um the Islanders they advance um, in the playoffs. I think they they beat the uh, the Panthers. So they're they're going to be facing I think either the Canadians or or the Penguins, in the in the next round. So you know, congratulations mm. to the Islanders. Congrats. But man, the yeah the Rangers man, they just got their blood kicked, you know, and might be the end for for Henrik Lundqvist. You know, he, he yeah. might be a. Uh, it looks like he's going to be another legend like you know Piazza, and Hewing that goes without the ring, you know. But you know, we'll see what happens. Um. Yeah, the the Knicks. Um. You know, of course they got Tom Thibodeau, but um, I'm trying to see what was what was I gonna say? I think one of the people they were gonna hire. Um, he 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 works. Uh, I'm trying to remember what, what I'm trying to say. I think he he works with um. Which culture is it? Maybe Calipari. I think it is. I think his name was Kenny Payne. Let me, let me make sure I'm I'm getting this right. Mm. Apparently, he's like a, a big man specialist. So there's really? rumors that... To he, help out... Uh,
0: uh,
1: uh, Mitchell um, Robinson.
0: Mitchell Robinson, so, yeah.
1: So there, there's rumors that they, the Knicks might go after him. Because um, he has a, a great relationship with uh, World Wide West. Yeah, Kenny Payne. He's he's um, he's um uh, John Calipari's top assistant and you know he's been you know uh Kyle right hand man for a long time but um hopefully he'll jump out to join uh Thibodeau's staff yeah because um yeah this guy he's 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 molded a lot of um a lot of great um big men that that had you know who, who you know wind up having you know success you know, in the NBA, so
0: yeah,
1: hopefully he'll he'll um you know he'll work his magic. He'll work his his magic like if if he was in Orlando.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully you know, because we need to develop these guys. You know, Mitchell Robinson. I think he can be a great center. You know, he's yeah he uh, defensively. You know, he shows. He he blocks a lot of shots, and he could be a great defensive center. I think Thibodeau will help him out with that. But his mm-hmm. offense, you know, that's the next that's the next thing that he needs to improve on.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I mean, they've been showing like before the season uh, got re- restarted for the 22 top teams that um you know he's working on he's 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 working on his range. He's shooting a bunch of threes and stuff like that. That's good. Um, you know, hopefully it'll translate to the real yeah. game. Yeah. So other other coaches that are rumored that might be uh, joining the Knicks is Mike Woodson returning, because obviously he's the, the the most successful head coach the Knicks had since Van Gundy, and that's not even an uh, exaggeration.
0: Yeah.
1: And mind you, this team had during this ten this time they've had uh, Hall of Fame coaches and uh, Lenny Wilkins and. and and Larry Brown, but yeah, uh, Mike Woodson has has been is easily the best head coach they had since Van Gundy. When Van I Gundy agree. left in what two thousand and two, so yeah, man. Uh, hopefully he he does come back because you know he definitely has a love for the, the orange and blue. Um, also, they're thinking of uh, former you know uh, Tipito's former assistant with the Bulls and Timberwolves. Andy Greer, and then of course interim former interim coach Mike uh, Mike Miller, I should say. So yeah, man, we just hey, we we just need to fix this team, get some respectability back, so we could draft some great players and um, lure some you know some superstar players to come here because if our house is in order, you know. You can't fight superstars over.
0: Yeah, it all starts from the top.
1: hmm The roof better be now on fire. You yeah. know. So that you gotta make sure that the next the world most famous arena is is a place where people wanna play for, you know, half the season and not just one game and be like, Yo, I'm gonna have my career high and then leave. 'Cause look at the the late great Kobe Bryant. He loved the garden. Just like LeBron did, just like Jordan did. But they didn't wanna they didn't want to put on the Nick uniform. And Kobe was saying like, you know, the the weather's too cold, you know, you don't wanna you don't wanna stay here. And probably because of the media, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know they hired Stout and um World Wide West to try to change the the culture of the team, but like you say, it starts starts at the top. You know, we'll we'll see what the Knicks do in the draft. Um, I think it's in October, uh, maybe even October fifteenth, maybe if my recollection me right. But yeah, they just need to. Um, they really need to change the dynamic of this team, the the reputation of this team. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But another thing is, it's like. You know, I'm happy for Thibodeau he's getting another opportunity. I think he's he's the best choice. But the other choice that I wanted if it wasn't Thibodeau, is clearly obvious he's being blackballed, you know, in this league, because this guy this guy is, is what he, he put he put Curry's Curry's team on the map. You know what I mean? The the, the Warriors. this current Curry era team on the map. And then afterwards they they basically buckshaw Walter him and and you know, they hire Steve Carr who who got them to their next level. What what's your thought, Matt?
0: Yeah, no, it's um um sorry, I lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um
1: You thinking about all the championships you you've seen the Knicks win in the past ten <laughs> <five> years? <laughs> no,
0: I mean like I was saying uh, earlier, all I can ask for is, you know, the Knicks to have a good draft in October. Develop these young players. I mean, you're hearing these rumors that they might get, um, this, um what, Lamelo Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Lamelo Ball might be the number one pick. You know, so do they have? Have they even had the the draft lottery yet? I don't think they have. They have no, the lottery I, yet. Yeah.
1: I think it's in uh, October. October because oh. normally it's in you know um it's normally in January. Not January, uh, June, like like around the NBA Finals time. Right. So actually, when is going to be the like draft? Actually, the lottery the lottery is usually in May, and then the actual draft is around uh the like probably before Game One of the NBA Finals. In recent years, so, so yeah, I think the NBA the NBA or or, or um lottery I think is going to be on the 18th. Let me be so in the same month? Let me see. Let me let me let me get to the let me uh check right now. Okay, let's see. So it looks like okay, let me let me just make sure. N a graph. Okay, and we're gonna say the lottery, right? Lottery date. That is going to be October 16th. All right. So, wait. Okay, got it now. The draft lottery is August 25th. Oh.
0: Okay.
1: The actual me, NBA draft, see. like I did say before, is October six. Actually, I did say October 15th. I meant to say October 16th is the actual draft. The draft okay. lottery is later this month on the twenty-fifth. Makes sense. So yeah, there you go. Again, folks, to recap, the NBA draft lottery, which is not really going to affect the teams that are playing right now in this um this uh, this um season and slash playoffs, this restart, it's going to be on August twenty-five. The draft itself is again going to be on October sixteenth. Okay. 2020. So that makes that, sense because having it in the it. same month that would be weird. Yeah, that would be. But they have like a like a two month break. They wanted to make it go before like the finals or so around the finals again as usual. So I guess maybe that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. But um. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Um. Trying to think, is there anything else I was gonna mention before I go to the to you know wrestling? Trying to see if there's anything else I want to mention. No, I think that's that's probably it. Before I go right into the wrestling, yeah, I guess yeah, let's let's go right into the wrestling. I don't think there's anything else I want to touch upon, but um. Yeah, uh, on WWE, the biggest thing that happened in WWE is um, well, I guess there's a couple. There's there's let me see what happened on Raw. There was um, you know MVP's group, the Hurt Business, they lost their their titles. Um, Apollo Crews retained the U.S. title, and now he now he gained possession of MVP's. Modern version of the United States title. And then, uh, Tezawa and his ninjas helped him, helped Tazawa uh, gain the twenty four seven seven eleven 7 European, uh, I 95 title as, um, R truth, R- R- mm-hmm. uh, coins it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now they're the new champ. Now, Tazawa and his ninjas are the new champion, but a, a revelation that was shown from it was that there's this new group that I that I originally mistaked to be Tazawa's ninja group because the, the the this group I think it's called Retribution. They look so similar to the ninja group that uh, Tazawa has, so I just thought I'm like, okay, well, the 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 Tozawa's group is committing arson, like. They they're more like a like a comedic. This is a little serious for them, but sure enough, this is a new group called Retribution, which is a wannabe Shield.
0: So yeah, that, uh, I, I, yeah, I yeah, initially I thought it was ours uh, <laughs> Ninja Group. Yeah, but...
1: like if you're gonna do that, make them look different. Give them a different color, like. Why the hell would yeah. you make them look exactly like Kozawa's Ninja Group? hmm That's a dumb idea. This is like, this kind of reminds me of when, um, when AOP first popped up, they were wearing the shield gear, same color, and then, you know, wearing black, and then after they then they changed it to, like, the military fatigue green color. You know what I mean? Like,
0: right.
1: I think that would be, they, they, you know, they gotta, they gotta get to the drawing board sometimes, man. Like, <laughs> Like, come on! Like, they like, ex- My first initial thought was it was Taz- Tazawa's Ninja group that was doing all this stuff, and then, um, yeah. So, as a result, the Hurt Business was upset, and it was revealed that Shane McMahon is was secretly holding a a Raw Underground um, series, you know in in a secret location, which they revealed on the show, so basically you know they have like this underground like a fight club kind of um group, which the hurt business once they once they took over man they 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 took the the um hurt business the um the raw underground to a whole nother level, so it was just up until that point it was just random people beating each other up. You know, I thought I was watching like um, um, Fast and the Furious meets Fight Club, you know, meets an <laughs> MMA fight, like. Yeah. But once the hurt business came, that's when it really—that's really when, as JR likes to say, that's when business picked up. So, all in all, you know, her business really made the 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 hurt the um the law underground intriguing to me. I mean, the jury's still out. I hope MVP meant it that it's under new management and not just for that episode, because the herd business man they 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 gotta they gotta dominate in this 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 raw underground and you know try to get some titles, man.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. But what your um, what's
1: your thoughts on on the raw underground and, and raw?
0: Um. Well, um, on both Raw and SmackDown, I thought Raw was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I still think um, – what's his name? Um, um, Corey um, – I'm forgetting his name already. SmackDown? Um, no, the the U.S. champ. Uh, oh,
1: um, uh, Apollo Cruz.
0: Apollo Cruz. I still think he's going to join MVP and Lashley and Shelton mm-hmm. Benjamin. They're going to form their own group. I think this is just a ploy to distract us. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I still think that he's gonna join them somehow. Uh, I thought Raw was good. SmackDown was a bit better for me, um, as it's been, you know, the last several weeks. I think, um, especially with this new faction,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and there's a woman in the in this new faction yeah. too. It looks like.
1: Yeah. That, that, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. The 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 Raw. Oh yeah. Another highlight of Raw was um, Drew McIntyre and Orton's promo. 'Cause oh, yeah. I'm I didn't care about this whole feud, to be honest with you. But it was like Richard Man read my mind and was like, Okay, we gotta kick it up on pal. and then you know, they they made them cut those the, that you know, they cut their best promos I've ever heard them cut. This or, was best, on them being you, the or-
0: chosen ones.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like or- or- this was Orton's best promo probably since his um intercontinental um legend killer days. Like his his feud with Edge has really motivated him to take a to to take his stuff to a whole other level. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre's one. This was a good. his was a good speech because up until this point, I didn't care about their feud, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, back to the um retribution on on um SmackDown. Yeah, for, yeah. When they atta- when they um att- I'm trying to remember who they attacked yeah they attacked a woman. I couldn't remember who it was. was it Zelina Vega. I can't even remember who they they attacked they I was like what what is the attitude error these dudes are being up on a woman and then afterwards, I realized listening carefully you know they have a, they have a woman in the group because up until this point, I thought it was all dudes, so I was like, man, this is messed up. They have dudes attacking the, attacking women in this in this group like <laughs> just trying to be attitude error or something, but then I found out it was actually, you know, there's a woman in the group. Um, or at least one woman in the group. But, um, yeah. It, it, one thing I, I would have thought would have gave it more credibility is if the the, the, the announcers would have ran away initially yeah. when they came. Because the group could have easily beat them up before they scared them away. Once, those people, once they saw they were coming, they should have left instead of the, the, the bad guys basically telling them to run. The camera, <laughs> people, the camera people, I give them a pass because, you know, you know they, they're there to document what's going on, you know. But the announcers should have left because the announcers a few seconds later is when the bad guys literally came and was, was telling them to leave. That's when they all ran. So I thought it would it would have been more interesting if they would have just ran initially, or they would have got attacked a little bit and then they had to run away and leave. Cause they just let them go for no reason. Mhm. And then they just vandalized the whole the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm a. Could these uh could this group be current members of WWE, of Raw and SmackDown, or could it be NXT
1: members? Uh, it could be a mixture of both, but yeah, I think it's definitely NXT. Apparently the woman in the group that people are thinking it's uh some uh, you know, a lady from NXT called Vanessa Blake. I mean I'm not I'm not familiar with her, but uh they they think Vanessa it's Vanessa Bourne play, you mean? Oh is it born? It could have been. Let I me mean, yeah. let me see what let me see. You might be right. I, I definitely remember her name was with a B. So yeah, I guess it is yeah. Vanessa Bourne. Okay. So yeah we we'll, we'll We'll see what happened with this group you know it it, it definitely reminds me of Nexus when nexus w- you know ran a rough shot you know nearly ten years ago,
0: yeah, so, and it reminds me of Tozawa's ninjas too
1: yeah, exactly first, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying when they first attack on Raw, I'm like, Tozawa's ninjas are really doing this, they really want him to win the twenty four seven title like <laughs> this seems a little extreme for their group. The only time they looked tough was when they had that giant ninja dude, the the black ninja. And <laughs> than that, like they they haven't been intimidating at all. And then, uh, oh yeah, that that remind me on the on the Raw Underground they had a um they had that big dude that in, in the Raw Underground who apparently he's in NXT. They've used him sparingly, so that's a guy that they might use in the future. Maybe they might even use this. Underground thing to promote him. You know the big dude I was talking about. I'm talking about. I think his name was like Baba Two or something like that. You, you remember there was like a uh, big giant dude. The, yeah, the big drag drag Dude. Yeah.
0: Right?
1: Yeah. That, the dude that was beating up on everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before Dolph Ziggler popped up in, in the thing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, let me see what else happened. Um, was it? I think ba- Bailey's gonna fight. The, on, I think, law to determine if um, Asuka gets a number one contendership against um, against Sasha Banks, which I guess whoever wins that will be facing Shayna Baszler, um, you know, to defend it against her in the future. Um, I guess on SummerSlam, probably. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think whether.
0: Uh, what about this uh, Alexa Bliss? Ray White and Roman. Oh yes, Strowman right, right. storyline.
1: Yeah, Braun Strowman ruined it yesterday by, by saying he don't care about her. That didn't look like it. I think WWE kind of dropped the ball on that one because it was clearly obvious he cared about her. He got distracted, unless of him staying all that time in the swamp water changed him. Like I guess that's what he's kind of alluding to all right. that now he's really the monster among men. He's fulfilling his destiny, so maybe, I guess, maybe he doesn't care about her anymore.
0: And, allegedly, he's and w- dating her in real
1: life. Mm. And there was, um... Yeah, there Hello was... all these a- ugly dudes dating these fine chicks. <laughs> I'm guessing you're alluding to Otis and Mandy, Mandy Rose.
0: And, um, Bray Wyatt and uh, JoJo. <laughs> in real life. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess what they say, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder.
0: It definitely is. Huh.
1: But um, what was I gonna say? Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so they Bray Wyatt looks like he's gonna reenact what happened on um on Raw again. No, was that Raw? what was that last down? Yeah, no,
0: that was Raw, wasn't when, it?
1: When when he had we yeah, when he attacked what's her name
0: Alexa Bliss. Um. Uh, oh yeah. No, actually that.
1: That was, no, that was SmackDown. That was last SmackDown. Yeah, that was last SmackDown, right. And then they try to, they act like they try to do it again. But Alexa Bliss was like she was caressing his face. I
0: don't know, I don't, know, I, I don't know what's going on. Did you see that? Yeah. She might like, be... Uh, turning she, heel. She might, yeah. Might she might
1: embrace the Girl. But that wouldn't be weird. It, that'd be weird. She's Sister Abigail,
0: and she's uh, being seduced by him.
1: Well, maybe, maybe I'm I'm assuming Sister Abigail is not his his sister. It's just she's a member of his cult. You know oh, that okay. I guess they refer to each other as brothers and sisters. You know, I still kind think
0: of, uh, what's her name would be a better Sister Abigail. Um, what's yeah, her name? Nikki uh, Cross. Nikki Cross, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would definitely think so. Or a former um, TNA wrestler, Daphne, she would be a great um, sister Abigail as well. Because they need someone who's who's like really extremely crazy. I don't know if, if Alexa Bliss, you know, can channel that. She could play, you know, a villain like she, she has most of her career, you know, a baby face that she's doing right now. You know, prior to this Wyatt storyline, but a crazy, crazy character like that—I don't know if she could do it, but who knows? Guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, Let me see what happened. NXT. um, There's, you know, they—they um. Trying to remember what happened. Um. Um. Keith Lee, the NXT champion He um, he beat up on his um, Former rival uh, Cameron Grimes Who to me I, He's like the NXT version He's like a country Southern country version of uh, Bron- uh, Not Braun Strowman, what's his name? Baron Corbin You know, he's obnoxious, he's tall You know, basically He's just an annoying character You know And uh, Keith Lee beat him up and basically, was envisioning Karian Cross, who attacked um his, his best friend slash enemy, um, Dominic Dajakovic, who some people think he might be the secret leader of the the um, Retribution faction. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened on NXT. Um, oh yeah, th- there's three people that's announced. For the um the upcoming tag team ma- not tag team match rather, um the the latter match for the um for the NXT or the the North American Championship. So far, they have uh, the three people who are, who are announced who qualified was um, Damian Priest this past Wednesday, um Bronson Reed, and I'm trying to think who was the. Third, third person who, who qualified. Um, let me see. It was Bronson Reed, Damian Priest. Man, the third person escapes me for the moment.
0: I'm still behind on AEW and TNA right now.
1: Oh well, yeah, I, I'm way behind in TNA also. But yeah, so. You know, basically NXT, they're gonna have a a, a pay-per-view event, the 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 thirtieth takeover event that's coming soon. Um, you know, around the time of uh, um summer SummerSlam, so Saturday or so. Um, AEW. Um, remember, I was teasing. There's gonna be someone, you know, a former W, a former WWE. Member is was gonna pop up on the show. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was the rumor is true. It was um Eric Bischoff who um, oh. was pop up on AEW to moderate um, the debate between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Oh, and
0: yeah. they're
1: gonna have a, a, a upcoming match. I think next week, whether or not Orange Cassidy pays Chris Jericho. For for ruining his seventy his seven thousand dollar jacket when when <laughs> I don't, if you remember the moment where where Jericho had his um, coat spilled with orange juice. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's gonna they're gonna have a message to determine. So basically, in the 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 debate, Jericho was as expected carrying the, the debate because Orange Cassidy wasn't even saying anything. Yeah, Jericho really ripped into him. And then afterwards, Eric Bischoff asked him a random question about, I think, global warming. And that's when Orange Cassidy finally spoke, probably for the first time in his his um, AEW career. And he, he showed his, his vast expertise about the, the subject, which surprised everybody, about him talking. So then afterwards, he wasn't talking again. And then afterwards... Um, Orange Cassidy would look at the very end to say that, um, you know, that match, you know, means everything to him because that's that's the biggest match of his career. You know, defeating Jericho, especially after Jericho defeated him a few weeks ago, would would mean a lot to him. And then he also said to Jericho that this match um, is going to be the biggest match of his career because if he loses to him, if Jericho loses to him, that's going to be a big let down. You know, when you think about it be it now that I think about it, it would be like um Razor Ramon losing to a one, two, three kids, which which is what actually did happen back in the day. So Oh yeah. I think it's a definitely interesting it'll definitely be an interesting match. But um yeah oh yes, one more thing. Uh Kobe Kingston Remember, we've had the debate in the past, especially last year, about Kofi Kingston being the first black champion or not. Of course, he wasn't. Yeah, uh, like I said, you know, The Rock is the first one, but you think, you think Kofi is? Well, well, uh, rock. Kofi is
0: the first one hundred percent black champ. (laughs) Rock was biracial, you know? Well, of course. And Rock also doesn't really associate with the black community like that. I mean, he associates himself more with the Samoan community than anything. So that's why I consider Kofi to be like the first real black champion. I mean, I know it's like, you know, it's, it's like a weird thing to say, but it's facts.
1: Well, I mean, WWE does definitely acknowledge more of his Samoan side of the of his family tree for sure. The only as as, is... as as he does himself too, you know, rock. I mean, he doesn't deny his blackness, but yeah, I mean, they do, you know.
0: He well, he doesn't uh, speak more uh, about the black community. Well, yeah, he does. Like he he should, does. You know? He
1: does. Yeah, he does. You know, he is very proud of his Samoan heritage. You know, he has all the tattoos, of some ceremonial. Uh, You know, tattoos and, and stuff like that. Right. So he's definitely probably, I mean, he does acknowledge that he's black, but he does, he does, he does seem to tend to lean towards his Samoan heritage.
0: Exactly. I mean, but, but you know, he's biracial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Kofi, I'd say, is the real first black champion, you know? Well, I think.
1: I, 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 I definitely disagree. I think the Rock is the champion because, you know, he is. Whether he's 50% black, 100% black, quarter black, whatever, 10% black, whatever you want to say, he's he's still black. And here's Kofi, the guy who, you know, basically he's the, set, the in my opinion, and it's facts, he's the second ever black champion. Here's, here's what Kofi thinks about this whole situation. He says, I think it's sometimes I think it's sometimes kind of silly that people do not count the Rock in that category because regardless of what you look like, you are who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like he's black, whether he's half black or black, he's black. Basically, I agree with him. He's, you know you heard it from him, you heard it from Kofi. You know, and I agree I agreed with him from the, from before that. You know, you gotta give Rock his pop. To me, should, should Rock have been the first black or, or biracial champion or whatever? I, I still think there's a lot of deserving people who should have won the, the first-ever title. Like, Junkyard Dog in the 80s was very popular. Um, Ron Simmons, as Farouk, he should have won the title when he was in the Nation of Domination. I think he only had one title, title opportunity against Undertaker when he was in the Nation of Domination. Like they should have definitely gave him a title at that time. Obviously he is the first recognized black champion uh when he won the title in, in uh WCW, probably in ninety two. But um yeah, WWE should have should have made him the, 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 the first black champion. Like they you know I don't know what our dog. A lot of talk about Ron Simmons, but yeah, Jughead Dog was really popular back in the days, too. But Ron Simmons, there was no excuse, especially during the National Domination days, that he didn't have the title. They didn't put the title on him, in my opinion.
0: Well, you could even go back far, further than that. You know, you could say guys like Rocky Johnson could have been a, yeah. a world, world champion back in the day. Rock's True. father, you know?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. but he's always been predominantly a, a tag team person. But yeah, they yeah. could have easily made him broke away and and do yeah. that as well. Yeah, just
0: his league and everything. You know. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's a very good point.
0: I mean, Junkyard I Dog never, also. I did, yeah, know, no,
1: the I, I, guy. I did mention Junkyard. Junkyard Dog was like the first Junkyard Dog and Fulu were the first two people I mentioned. Yeah, but yeah, was, um, also Rocket um, Johnson. I never it never crossed my mind of putting the title on him. But yeah, he definitely. Had to Tony Atlas was popular too at that time. Yeah,
0: that's another guy. I was thinking, yeah, Tony Atlas. Um, even uh, there was this dude um, in, the 90, in the early nineties. Uh, he feuded with Piper at WrestleMania.
1: What, John Bad News Brown?
0: Yeah, Bad News Brown. That's another dude that could have been champion. You know, he had that whole well, hatred against him. You know.
1: Well, the, there was one guy that Vince was seriously thinking about put the title on him, and that was Zeus. You know the guy who played uh D B oh, yeah. the the Friday movies? Yeah, even him, they yeah. Putting, they were they were seriously gonna put the title on him. Uh but for whatever reason they changed their mind. I I might have read about the reason, but I can't remember why, but yeah, they would yeah, have been a good idea. Yeah, that definitely been a good idea. You know, around the time of the um the whole no Holds bar film.
0: But yeah, that whole SummerSlam nineteen eighty eight Right. That's, Still have that on VHS, by the way.
1: Yeah, they should have. They should have put the title on him too, like that.
0: Eighty nine, actually.
1: Yeah, but it is what it is, man. You know, WWE, man. They just, excuse me. They have a history of holding black wrestlers back from from being a champion. I mean, if you even look at it, look look at Cesaro. Cesaro should have been a, a champion already. Rusev. Cesaro's not I mean, black. I know Cesaro is not black, black <laughs> but I'm saying they hold people back. You know what I'm oh. saying? Like, I mean, obviously they hold they they hold black people back more. But I'm saying I'm just talking about people now. I'm talking about people who who should have been champion already. Oh, okay.
0: You know, like well, wow, Cesaro's is black. I don't know. that. Well,
1: I guess he's honorary black now. You know, he, <laughs> you know, he won the title with, with Shinsuke. You know, Shinsuke black too. Well, I shouldn't see a little that, so. he's black too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but in any case, you know WWE has to do a better job of you know creating new stars because it's the same recycle people. I mean, really, the rumor is is that Randy Orton's gonna beat Drew McIntyre for the title at SummerSlam. Like, how's this gonna create a new star? But it is what it is, man. WWE still think it's 2009. Yep. Probably find a way to get John Cena to come, come back and win the title.
0: Or Triple H. <laughs> you never know.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. But, it, yeah, it is what it is. Um, anything you'd like to say?
0: Uh, no, that's about it for me, but, uh, you know, just, uh, come back here, check out Sports Urban Legend every Saturdays at 11, only on Block Talk Radio.
1: You heard the man. Check out, check, check it out, man. Uh, you know, also check out, um, you know, the YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV, and come back every Saturdays at 11 on Block Talk Radio, and check out Sports Urban Legend. He's McCauley Matthew. I'm William i see you guys next week. Peace.
0: What if you could have a career?